Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of leading conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Good morning and welcome everyone to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today we have a very special guest, Sandy Forster. Sandy is a multi-award winning business owner and her business is focused on inspiring women to live a life they love, creating more prosperity and success. And she has an enormous international community. She has won multi business awards. She has produced international bestseller books. We're going to talk about one of those today, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. Sandy Forster, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm very happy to be here. It's so good to hear your voice. Where are you today? I'm on the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, and although it's uh, it's winter, the sun is shining, blue sky, I've just been for a beach walk, so beautiful. Oh, how great. Very lucky girl. I know you travel a lot, so being home is a real treasure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No place like home. <laughs> absolutely true, yes, yes. So, um, you know, Sandy, your story is a very interesting one. You have um, a story of perseverance. You have a story of um, just tenacity and a story of determination um, and pure heart. So I'd like to start by um, having you share a bit about how you became the success you are today. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it was all a learning. Could you say? Um, yeah. I, I basically what happened for me was uh, my family and I moved to Queensland, one of the, the most northern states of Australia. When I was about fifteen, I went to school, met a boy. We went out for about uh, eleven years, and then we finally got married. And I had a a three-month-old and a um, three-year-old. And it was around that time that I realized that the hobby business that I had, I was designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear, had to then become my business because we got divorced. So I was a single mom trying to raise my two tiny children and um, the business that I had, which, as I said, was just a hobby, designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear, just it wasn't making enough money to live on. Like basically all it did was pay my electricity, pay my phone, pay for my car, but that was it. So I was also receiving um, welfare from the government of $15,000 a year. And anyone that's ever got welfare, been on welfare, knows that you don't get ahead. You just basically every day tend to go backward. So I ended up over $100,000 in debt and really struggling financially and... I happened across a tiny ad in the paper that mentioned personal development, mentioned strong work ethic, and mentioned um, making money. It sounded like such an amazing combination. So I answered the <laughs> ad, and it turned <laughs> I know, it was like, yes, pick me, pick me. Um, so I answered the ad, and I, I, it was um, marketing a personal development course. 
I fell in love with the course. It was based on the law of attraction. It was the first time that I'd ever learned about it. I, I understood positive thinking and I understood about that, but it wasn't until I actually learned about the law of attraction, how that works, that suddenly it was like, okay, now I get it. And so I began marketing that program, did really well, um, very successful. Then the person who had the global marketing rights had a dispute with the printer. They weren't going to print any more products. It was a whole big drama and I ended up having no income again. And it was around that time that I realized it doesn't matter the vehicle. It doesn't matter the way you make money. It, what really matters is what's going on in your head because, you know, some people make money from real estate and some people make money from being an entrepreneur and some people make money from shares and stocks. And I'd found that everything I'd tried to make money from didn't work. So, you know, I, 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 Bought a house after I divorced with some of the money. I ended up losing money. I put money into shares and stocks and I lost money. I put money into a business and I lost it. Like everything I did didn't work. Mm. So I realized that it wasn't the vehicle. It was me and I needed to do something. So I really, really began to study the law of attraction and prosperity and how to not just attract more into your life but how to keep it, make it multiply and grow. And I was just so blessed, I think, to have an attitude of like a dog with a bone. I'm, I'm just not going to give up. It's like mm. I'm going to do whatever it takes because I felt like I'd been born into the wrong life, like I was struggling so much but I just wanted to be free. Like to me, money isn't about things. It's about choices and it's about freedom. And without mm. money, I felt trapped. I felt stressed. I felt like I had no choices, like um, my freedom had been stripped from me. So that's what it was all about. So my whole aim was to be a millionaire. I just knew that if I was a millionaire, my life would be different. And so, yeah, it really was about, as you said, you know, um, tenacity and persistence and just understanding that what you focus on is what you create. And so I started to focus on what I wanted, even though my reality was completely different. You know, I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare. I began to just continually focus on what I wanted to create, what I wanted to experience, what I wanted to see, and I did affirmations and visualizations and created vision boards and just did every process known to mankind that I could mm -hmm. and made up a few of my own and just did everything I could to constantly keep my place, my, my, my mind and my um, energy and my vibration in that place where I was focusing more on prosperity and abundance than I was on my actual situation. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but it, the, the tide started to turn and things happened. And I'm so happy to say, yes, I did go from welfare to millionaire. And, you know, it wasn't through my skills particularly because I dropped out of school in, in grade 11, didn't even finish high school. And it wasn't through my connections because I had absolutely none. It wasn't through any, you know, financial backing because none of that happened either. It was simply through understanding the law of attraction and taking action and those things combined just completely transform my life and so now my whole mission and my passion is showing other particularly women how that can happen for them too no matter what their circumstances no matter what their situation if you want to create and yes more money comes into it but if you're wanting to create a life that's filled with freedom and choices and more abundance and prosperity then there's nothing more than I love than, than showing women how to do that mm. well, that's quite a story Sandy I 
um, really admire the way you kept bouncing back, you know, your resilience. And I imagine that some of that motivation was the kids, you know, knowing that you were going to, you were doing a lot of this for your kids, wanting to have a life that had some stability for them. Um, and the fact that you knew that it had to be done for you, right? You had to be the one to feel different about this and to think different about this. So when things started to turn, what was it you were doing that was becoming successful? What, what means of um, work were you doing? Um, so initially it was marketing that personal development course. So it was direct sales. Mm-hmm, right. So the money came in and then kind of, as I said, it all dried right. up. But then what happened was my bookkeeper, or sorry, my accountant came to me and said, Sandy, I know that you've done really well in direct sales before. I'm going to be starting a new venture. Would you be interested? And, you know, my mind is screaming, no, run away, Um, (laughs) because I just, I I didn't want to get into direct sales again. It was just, I I just didn't feel, you know, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. But she said, look, you know, I'll put up all the money and I've got people to, that, that want to know about this, but I don't want to talk to them. So you don't even have to find anyone. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. And the reason I gave it a go wasn't because of what she said. I had actually at that point been, I, I'd given up trying to, you know, be an entrepreneur. I'd actually got a casual job. I was working in a um, men's seconds store, you know, retail outlet, and in that store mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I, and I had plenty of time, like it was so quiet that I, there was nothing to do most of the time. So I was sitting there and I was writing this list and it was like, okay, what would my ideal, my ideal scenario be? I obviously don't, I, I hated having a job, like I felt like I was in jail, you, you, you know, I mean, I couldn't even leave yeah. to go to the bathroom, I was like, I was stuck in the store, I hated mm-hmm. it so much, it was like jail, so it was like, what, what's my ideal? So I wrote down all these things. I wanted freedom to do the things I wanted. I wanted um, to be able to travel. I wanted to um, have work my own hours, choose when to work. I wanted to be able to work from home. And I wrote all these things down, and and, and this is the big one. I wanted to make at least, um, I think it was $1,000 a month. That was uh, No, no $1,000 a week. That was, that was my goal. Like That was my big thinking at the time. And, but at the end of writing that list out, real estate came to mind. And I'm thinking, real estate? Real estate agent? Do I want? No, I don't want to be a real estate agent. But it had come to mind, so I'd actually gone out and purchased a um, real estate course that you could study from home to become a real estate agent because that's the only way I thought about real estate at the time. So when she came to me a couple of weeks later and she said, you know, this is what I want to do, it just so happened that the course that she wanted me to help her to promote and, and talk about with other people was based on real estate investing. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, so I said, okay, not really knowing where it was going to go, my head saying no, but I thought, you know, okay, maybe I'm supposed to be doing something. As it turned out, we did really well in that particular business. Um, people were, you know, really open to real estate investing and really wanted to know more and and about probably a year or so into that, I woke up one morning with a, a name in my head. The name was Wildly Wealthy Women. And I went mm. straight online and I registered the domain name. And then I didn't really think about it again. A couple of months later, her and I were in the States 
um, at a seminar for this real estate education company. And um, I said to her, I've got an idea. And she said, what's that? And I said, well, you know, I know how you're, um, you know, we're in this real estate investing and, and you're talking to people because she was a very successful real estate investor and, you know, knew about asset protection and financial. Like she was very, the very, um, I guess, traditional financial um, straight information, whereas I was, you know, more mindset. My thing, my whole thing is mindset. And I was saying to her, you know, I really think that the information we're sharing with people is great, but I think we should offer more. Like, we could enhance what people are learning and as well as just giving them the home study course and and kind of that's it, we could hold events where you talk about your situation and talk about real estate mm-hmm. investing and, and expand on everything they're learning and I can teach the mindset and we can hold wildly wealthy women's wicked weekends mm-hmm. and you know we can do mentoring over the phone once a week you can answer people's questions I said because I know that if I hadn't ha- had you there to ask questions of even though all the information you know is in a home study course without you there to bounce things off I would never have taken action and I would have right. kind of felt stuck. So anyway, this idea for Wildly Wealthy Women was birthed. Um, we rolled it out, you know, built a website, cost, I don't know, about $400, and um, contacted the media and said, this is what we're doing. We're going to run a competition, and we're going to take women from all walks <laughs> of life, all, all you know, socioeconomic um, situations, someone who's got money, someone who doesn't. We're just going to, and we want to show that any woman can become a millionaire if, you know, she has the right mentoring and the right support. And we had, I don't know, 650, 700 women join in a matter of months and, you know, that made a couple of million dollars. And from that, I kind of really understood that you don't need to have any huge educational background or any um, formal business training to create an amazing business. You just have to have an idea and you have to run with it. Because if I I created a business plan around our business, it would never have happened. But, you know, coming up with an idea and just going with it, and I've I've learned, and this is what I teach people, that the whole premise of ready, aim, fire is so overrated and it will stop most people in their tracks, especially perfectionists. So, Mm -hmm. you know, ready, aim, fire is about getting everything ready, getting everything perfect, that's the aiming, and then fire is getting started. I teach people ready, fire, aim. So, you know, ready is coming up with an idea, fire is getting started, and aim is then tweaking and testing and improving and making it better as you go along. And that has served me so well because it's enabled me to to get started with things that, you know, I don't even know what the end result is going to be, but get started and and see what happens as you go along. I find that fascinating because um, I know a little bit about that ready, aim, fire part, um, because that has, for many, many times in my life, kept me from taking action, because I wanted to get it perfect. You nailed it. Absolutely. I wanted to get it perfect. (laughs) And the times that I just, you know, said, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I just took action, even though there was nothing, there was no proof that this was going to work. It always turned out well. And so, you know, kind of vacillating between 
those two mindsets has been interesting through my life because you would think that once I made the leap, then the old mindset would be gone, but it doesn't leave, right? And so there's there's got to be some way to just hear that and and ignore it. What do you tell people about that? Yeah, and you're so right. It doesn't go away. And I was only talking to someone about this the other day. We are a continual work in progress. It's not like we learn something and then we never experience that again. Like we learn a lesson and so we never go through that experience again. You know, quite often, yes, that can be the way, but we are, you know, as humans, we're just hard nuts to crack. And often we keep repeating the same behaviors or we keep doing the same thing that keeps getting us the same results. And it's just a matter of continually, continually working on ourselves and being aware of when we're doing something that's not supporting us and not going to take us to where we want and, and, you know, just taking slightly different actions. It's like you don't have to overhaul your entire life. You just have to make slightly different choices, take slightly different actions and, you know, keep going. But like you say, um, yes, you can come up with the idea and you can just get started and, and you would think that you would know that, okay, it worked that time, so let's do the same thing next time. But but we don't. We, we for whatever reason, we have these little hurdles within our own minds and they can hold us back. But... It's just a matter of continuing to take action. doesn't matter how small that action is. When you start to take action and move toward what it is you desire, that's when the universe starts to take action and move toward you, move that thing you desire toward you. So every time you take an action, it's not just you moving toward what you want, it's the universe bringing what you want toward you. So the more actions you take the faster the universe can bring you what it is you desire. So it's like just take any action, just keep going bit by bit every day. I always tell everyone that, I, that I'm training or coaching, it's like just take one, at least one step every day toward what it is you mm. desire and you'll get there. You will eventually get there because the universe will bring it to you so much quicker than, than if you just continue thinking about it. Because I know... Um, yeah. You know, the law of attraction is great and we all like to visualize and focus and, and meditate. And, but it's like that's only half of the piece of the puzzle. You have to take action because when you take action, it's almost affirming to the universe, I absolutely know this is happening, so bring it on. So, you know, the mindset is one part, but the action is the key. So the, mind, the law of attraction, the original law of attraction, um, focused a lot on the mindset. And mm-hmm. um, it was interesting how there was a sudden shift toward, well, the law of attraction got most of it right. There's a piece that, you know, is missing, and that's the action piece. And, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and that's, yeah. that's taken straight out of um, Wallace Waddle's book, The Science of Getting Rich, was written way back in 1910 or yes. around that time. And he says, by Thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action you receive it. So by thought, the thing you desire is brought close to you in the metaphysical, but when you take action, it turns from the metaphysical into the physical and you actually receive it. So it is only half of the puzzle that the thought, you've got to take action. The two together, I always say, um, the mindset and the action is is absolutely magic. You've got to combine the two. Well, we have more to talk about with Sandy Forrester when we come right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When's the last time you shopped at a mall? How will we do our holiday shopping or even buy toilet paper in 10 years? Listen for ShopCast, talking retail strategy. We'll explore the massive changes happening in retail. Join retail expert Michael Dart and his guests who help you understand these dramatic shifts and predict what the retail landscape of tomorrow will look like. If you're interested in the future of retail, tune in on Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, then be sure to tune in to Ask the Coach with host Oliver Basner. So your team and organization need to work more effectively, and it's taking its toll on you as a leader. Is your family and work-life balance out of whack? Now, get the answers you need from a panel of experts. No matter the challenge, you'll find the answers here. Ask the Coach airs live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back, everyone, to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest today, Sandy Forster, the founder of Wildly Wealthy Women. So, Sandy, we've been talking about mindset and taking action. And I know that you created a Wildly Wealthy Women Academy. Tell us about this. Okay. So, Wildly Wealthy Women, initially, it was all about real estate investing because my business partner was teaching those aspects and I was teaching the mindset. But over the years, so many women wanted to know 
what I was doing, um, how did I create my business? Because, you know, they all knew I went from welfare to millionaire. How did I do right. it? Like, what did I do? So I started to share about how I used the internet and how I uh, wrote a book and became an author and how I was a coach and that kind of led me on to training and speaking, etc. So over the years, um, Wildly Wealthy Women morphed into an academy that really supports women entrepreneurs who really want to dive into the mindset, the metaphysical. So it's all things to do with mindset, manifesting, money, and lots and lots of practical business steps. You know, everything that I've done in my business to create that success. Because um, as I said, you know, when you combine the practical with the metaphysical, that's where the magic happens. Hmm. So what are some of those practical business steps? Um, well, for me, it was really, I guess, um, first of all, finding mentors, finding people that had had the success that I wanted and following mm. their lead. Because, you know, these days I think we are absolutely blessed that there is just so much on offer, particularly for women. Like I know when I launched Wildly Wildly Women, I think we were probably the first mentoring program, I know definitely in Australia, um, that catered specifically to women because you know, men and women do tend to learn differently. Um, women tend to share a lot more and, and, and want to support each other a lot more and we really found that uh, women tended to ask a lot of questions, a lot of questions and sometimes in a male and female um, environment, women didn't feel as comfortable asking lots of questions. So that's why we kept Wildly Wealthy Women only for women so that mm. they could ask questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I'm the biggest question asker on the planet and I know for me that's what's enabled me to create a lot of my success because I do ask mm. questions. So, so it's really all about finding that mentor that's created that success and then follow their lead. Um, but then when it comes to actually building a business, I know this might sound a bit strange, but I still don't consider myself a business person. So yes, Mm. I've created this success and yes, I've created millions of dollars in a business, you know, but for me, I think I've been very blessed that I'm just a creative person who happened to do something and come up with ideas that other people loved and other people wanted more of it and other people wanted to pay me money for that information or for that training or for that course. And so I feel really, really lucky that um, I don't have to sort of have this um, formal business with a formal training, formal anything. It's just me having fallen into a business and, and created success. So I just teach all the things that I know. And I know when it comes to business that most people who are starting out They don't have a lot of money. And so one of the things I love to teach is low and no cost ways to build your business. Because Mm. these days, everyone thinks they've got to spend a fortune on Facebook ads or other forms of advertising. And yes, that absolutely can support you. And when you're ready, do that without a doubt. But when you're starting out, there are so many ways you can get yourself noticed. Like for instance, what are we doing now? We're having a chat. This is going to be shared with other people. This is going to go out into the internet. It's probably going to be around forever. That's what happens with MP3s. So Mm -hmm. it's like I did a lot of um, sharing my information with people and 
you know, being interviewed, but I didn't just sit back passively and wait for that to happen. I think too often, particularly new business owners, they feel like, um, they don't feel like a, probably like I, I, you know, often don't, don't feel like a real business person. So they sit back and they wait because they're mm. thinking they have to reach a certain level of um, fame or a certain level of success before they can share what their business is about or what they offer others. But no, it's not like that at all. There's always someone out there that is just waiting for what you have, waiting for how you deliver it, waiting for for who you are. And so you have to get yourself out there. You have to put yourself in front of others. And that might mean reaching out to someone who you think you might be a great um, potential interview interviewee interview yeah interviewee like a like a, right. a, a guest for them yeah. Uh, yeah it might mean writing a, a a press release for the media and you know I did a lot of that I got a lot of stories in the media if that were about things that weren't necessarily about my business but that got me out there because there's a saying it's not who it's not what is it it's not who you know it's who knows you Right. And it's not even I that. Love that. Yeah. But it's not even that though. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. It's not who you know it's not who it's not who knows you. Oh, now I kinda of remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> so there it's not who say, you know is, and it's not who knows you. Yeah, it's 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 who knows it's it's how many people know of you. So it's it's getting your name out there in front of other people in whatever way, shape, or form you can. And let me tell you this really funny story. So my daughter went to a 21st down in another state and uh, with her best friend, and they were due to come home on the Saturday, and they were due to um, go to this girl's family's 21st, like with her family that night. They missed right. the plane. They, they missed the plane. I said, how could you do that? Like, what? Why? She said, well, you always wait until they call your name. And so we were sitting in a coffee shop and we're waiting for them to call my oh. name. They hadn't even gone through, like, um, security. But, and I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I do tend to wait until they call my name, but not necessarily to get my name out there, but because I just don't like flying much, and so I tend to leave it to the last uh-huh. minute. But the bonus of that is my name gets heard. And other <laughs> I used to do, whenever I went to a seminar, I would stand up if there was a Q&A session, even if I didn't have a question, I would stand mm. up and say, hi, it's Sandy Forster here from wildlywealthy.com, and I would ask my question. Because I knew that everyone in the room would hear my name, would hear yeah. my website, and I also knew that that would be recorded. And so, again, everyone who ever bought the recording would hear my name and hear my website. And it's just getting yourself out there in so many different ways that you can. You know, when there was Live Aid, I think it was. Um, yeah. Um, and then there was another one. There was two aids. What was the second aid? I think it was... But one was Band-Aid and one was Live-Aid. And I remember the second one and I decided to run a little competition um, and raise some money. And instead of just raising the money and giving the money over, I contacted the media and I let them know that we were donating this money and they did a story on it. Another time we had, um, at, at Christmas time, we uh, had 
charities asking for donations because they were putting together packs to give to families. I went along and donated um, about 150 of my books. And again, we got the media along and they did a story on, you know, how I was helping. It's like anything you're doing, why not see if the media is also interested in doing a story? I like don't do something specifically to get the media, but if mm-hmm. you're doing something anyway, why not see if the media is interested in doing a story on it? Because again, it gets your name out there, it gets you in front of people. And when you're building a business and you're just starting and you don't have a lot of money, that's one of the best ways to do it. And these days, because of the internet, you can get out there even more. I mean, you can get out in front of millions of people by those exact same methods, but through people who might have, um, you know, an online radio station or an online, you know, podcast or, an, or something online mm-hmm. so that you can write an article instead of just being in a newspaper and it's here one day, gone the next, it'll be out on the internet forever. So lots and lots of ways that you can build your business uh, without spending a lot of money. So Sandy, I, what I know about you is you are a self-proclaimed shy person, a bit (laughs) introverted. And here you are talking about getting yourself out there. So tell us how you do this. How do you reconcile this in yourself? That is, that is really, I know it's really weird. And it may just be because I'm a Gemini. So Gemini (laughs) tend to have, you know, split personality thing going on. So, yes, I, when I get up and speak, and even, you know, speaking now in this interview, I, I, there's nothing more that I love than talking and sharing my knowledge and getting people inspired. And yes, when I'm actually meeting people in person, I am, I'm very shy. I hate networking with a passion. Like I really, like I, I do not go to networking events and I know they're one of the best ways to connect with other people and and, you know, get your name out there. The only time I'll ever go to a networking event is if I'm, I've been asked to be the speaker because then I feel comfortable standing up there and speaking to people. But yeah. you're right, I am shy. All my life growing up, our next-door neighbor, we had the same person for probably 12 years. I never spoke to them once, and every time they looked over the fence and talked to my mum and dad, they'd say to me, the cat got you cut your tongue, because I literally <laughs> would not speak to anyone. I was so shy. I remember going out oh. with my first boyfriend for about three months before I even had a conversation with him. Like, I was <gasps> so shy. <laughs> And um, the very first time I spoke in public, I don't know that you'd call it speaking in public, but I was at a seminar. It was a personal development seminar. And they would go through, um, you know, an hour, an hour and a half of sort of uh, video and teaching and sharing. And then they'd ask people to, you know, put your hand up and, and ask a question or make a comment. And for some reason, at in you know, after one of these sessions, I put my hand up and then Suddenly, it's like, oh, my gosh, anyway, they give me the microphone. And I don't even remember what I said. All I know is I sat down. My legs were shaking so much. I completely missed every single thing that was said in the next session, which went for about an hour and a half, because I was, like, traumatized. And I was in the front row, so it's not like I could see anyone except the speak on stage. (laughs) I didn't even turn around. I was just, like, so I really, yeah, really, really shy, really just really scared of talking to people. But um, but what happened was I, I 
I discovered this personal development course that I talked about previously and one of the things you had to do was, you know, speak to people on the phone and they used to hold Q&A sessions and they'd give you an entire script and they'd, they'd allow a guest Q&A person. So they all needed, always needed a man and a lady. And so they asked me one day to be this guest Q&A person and it was like, no, no, I can't. They said, well, you have to. It's like, no, 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 I can't. You have to. It's just a script and you, you only have to say these tiny little bits and the other person will answer all the questions. You don't have to do anything. And I just think that was the best thing ever because I did only mm. have to say a couple of lines, but after doing this so many times and listening to what they were saying and answering questions, I then began to feel confident answering questions. And from there, I guess things just grew and I began to get more comfortable speaking to people and, and you know, I still hate networking events. I still, <laughs> still won't go to them. But um, I, I really love inspiring people and I really love, you know, getting people to understand that you don't need to be this amazing, successful business person with an outgoing personality to actually make a difference and get out there and, and build your business. You just need to be passionate about something and I think that's for me what it is. I'm so passionate about transforming women's lives. I'm so passionate about showing people how to, how to manifest and attract and create abundance in their life that you couldn't shut me up if you tried, basically. <laughs> so my shyness in that regard is gone, but I have to say I'm still very much an introvert. Like, I'm either traveling or I'm at home and you won't see me. That's pretty much my two options in life. So I love nothing more than sitting in my barley hut next to my tropical pool and, and just, you know, reading and relaxing and thinking my own thoughts and surfing the web. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm still shy, uh, not as much, but I'm still very much an introvert, yeah. <laughs> well, and so the, the online delivery of your business um, works really well for you. Oh, absolutely. And that was, I think, one of the things that really allowed me to create success because I, I could still get my name out there. I could still, like, here we are talking now, and I'm at home. Like, I'm at home. Yeah. So I'm, I've been able to, I think that's really, really helped my introverted and shy self is the fact that I could build this internet business. Because when I first became, became a trained coach, the idea of having to talk to people about coaching and what I did and, and just, again, felt traumatizing. So I used the internet to attract people to me and they would come to me and, and read things on my, my website or listen to a, at that time it was just teleseminars, listen to a teleseminar that I did and they would come to me wanting to take part in one of my coaching programs or, or buy a product or program. So I wasn't chasing people. I wasn't trying to get anyone. I was just being me and people were attracted to that and sales were happening and I was getting clients and it was easy and fun and, you know, not that, that other energy that I, that I felt that was happening in, say, networking events or, mm, or having to, right. you know, go out and talk to people. They were coming yeah. to me instead of me going to them, which I really, really loved. Yeah. So you don't know how many people are listening to this thing. Oh, thank God, someone else who doesn't like those networking meetings. <laughs> because I think I, there are, well, I think I know there are so many people who are, that's the first thing they are told to do. And that is often such a painful experience. It does not reinforce um, going out there and, you know, 
trying, trying anything, right? So I'm, I'm sure you're getting a lot of fans right now just from that statement. So, <laughs> so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Sandy Forster about passion. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When's the last time you shopped at a mall? How will we do our holiday shopping or even buy toilet paper in 10 years? Listen for ShopCast, talking retail strategy. We'll explore the massive changes happening in retail. Join retail expert Michael Dart and his guests who help you understand these dramatic shifts and predict what the retail landscape of tomorrow will look like. If you're interested in the future of retail, tune in on Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, then be sure to tune in to Ask the Coach with host Oliver Basner. So your team and organization need to work more effectively, and it's taking its toll on you as a leader. Is your family and work-life balance out of whack? Now, get the answers you need from a panel of experts. No matter the challenge, you'll find the answers here. Ask the Coach airs live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back, everyone, to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest today, Sandy Forrester, the founder of Wildly Wealthy Women. 
So, Sandy, we've been um, talking a lot about um, not having to be a traditional business person going down the traditional track um, in order to be successful, and you are certainly proof of that. And what I heard you say was, find your passion and then do something with it. I have heard so many people say, well, if I knew what my passion was, I would do something with it. How do you help people to really know what that is? Yeah, that's a great question. And I know from my own experience, if someone had said that to me way back when I was, you know, $100,000 in debt and on welfare, I would have said the same thing. Like, I don't know what my passion is because I personally had started um, that business. You know, as I said, I was designing and manufacturing swimwear. How did I get to that place? Well, um, I had originally come out of school. I worked in a library. I got really good at covering library books without looking at them because I'd be reading something on the side <laughs> because reading is my absolute passion. So, you know, that's one of the things I was doing. I, lo- I still to this day love reading. I think I keep Amazon in, in uh, high, high share prices. Um, uh-huh. And one of the things, you know, I've done over the years so many things that were based on my passion, but I didn't think, what's my passion? What can I do? So, for instance, I, um, the aerobic era hit Australia. Jane Fonda was like, you know, the guru and Olivia Newton-John is singing physical and and I just thought, you know, that is so cool. I wish they had aerobics here and I saw an ad in the paper, someone asking for someone to teach aerobics. I went along. I didn't know a a thing about aerobics. Like I I knew nothing but they hired me and then they trained me and I (laughs) became an aerobics instructor and then suddenly it was like, well, the only leotards you could wear in Australia were black, low-cut leg, ugly little sleeve, like that was it, black, black or black. And um, so I bought some Lycra and I thought I'm going to make something nicer and, you know, before I knew it, I was making leotards and someone asked me to make a bikini and then I had a business designing, manufacturing swimwear and gymwear. And so, you know, these things just kind of happened. I never once thought, what am I passionate about? What can I do? But one thing I do know, when I... um, I discovered coaching because I'd actually been to, I mean, I know my passion definitely was personal development, but I remember um, someone asking me or saying, you know, well, why don't you start doing something in the personal development field? And I said to them, well, the only two things you can do in personal development is become a speaker or write a book, and there's no way in the world I'm ever going to do either of those things. <laughs> that was exactly what I said. Not going to happen. And so I had no idea, but as it turned out, that course that I discovered about the law of attraction and began marketing it, that was personal development. And then I came up with the idea, as I said, for you know, holding um, events and, and you know, starting Wildly Wealthy Women, and, and then... So all the way along the path, I never sat there and thought, what's my passion? It, it kind of found me. And when I became a trained coach, the very first thing I thought to myself, I'm going to be an executive coach because executives have a lot of money. And executives work for big companies and big companies pay the executives um, coaching. So therefore, I can make a lot of money. That's what I'm going to do. So that was my plan. So I started after I finished my training, had my certificate. It was like I'm, I'm starting to coach executives and I reach out to a few people and I coached them and hated it. It was like oh. 
the most painful thing I've ever done. It was boring. It was dry. It was like I just... It didn't excite me at all, and I'm thinking, but this is where I was going to make all my money. Like, oh no! And and um, and I was te- coaching a few other people on the side, and what I found is I really came alive when people kind of started wanting um, some coaching around creating more abundance in their life or, or wanting to do something different. And I brought the law of attraction processes into the coaching process and into the sessions. And I really came alive. And, and I had a girlfriend who at the time, um, she, I said to her, you know, she had two young kids and I had my two young kids. And I used to say, come around to my house. I want to teach you what I've learned because I was learning all about um, the law of attraction and about prosperity and abundance and I'd sit her down and say, okay, so this is what I've learned this week and I would share what I'd learned and it was, I would get so inspired and excited and, yeah. and she would ask me a question that I didn't know the answer to and somehow it just downloaded and I would yeah. answer her. And it was in that moment that I realized that I, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is the thing for me. And when I realized that and I began focusing on that in my coaching sessions and focusing on that on, you know, when I wrote the copy on my website and focusing on that when I talked to people, that was when my business just really took off. It's when Mm. I discovered what it was I was supposed to do. But if I'd ever sat down and thought, what is it am I supposed to do? What is my passion? I would never have come to the realization that it would be, helping people around the law of attraction and and manifesting and prosperity. Mm -hmm. I I would never have come up with that. So all I can say is just if something comes to mind, just like the way real estate came to mind when I sat down there writing the list of what I wanted, I took that first step. I took action. And then my accountant came to me and said, I've got this real estate program and I want to promote it. And we took that action. And then... You know, that that thought of wildly wealthy women came to mind and I took action and I registered the domain name and it's like when something comes to mind, it's usually that you're being guided but most of the time people either get their logical mind involved and go, what does that mean? I don't understand. I don't see how that can happen. I don't know. Like they just don't see the entire path so they don't even take that first step. So just be open to messages or signs or, you know, and I'm not talking about God beaming down from the heaven saying, Sandy, right. you've got to do this. I, I just mean like that internal sort of whispering. Just be open and, and, and listen and, you know, move toward what inspires you and what excites you. Not having to know the entire plan of what's going to happen and take action and, and see what transpires. Because often, you know, the next step is not lit up until you take that first step. Um, mm. and, and, you know, not every step's going to be the right step in the right direction. Some things will fail. I've failed at lots of things. But it's about picking yourself up and keeping going. And eventually, you know, you'll find something that you're really passionate about and that really sets you on fire from the inside out. And, you know, you just, it no longer, you realize that what you're doing is no longer a business or work. It's your passion. And you're going to do it whether or not you're going to be making any money. You'd still be doing it. And that's when life gets exciting. That's when it's really fun. That is fantastic, Sandra. I, Sandy, I just um, have, have been so inspired by you and the, 
the idea that, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is when an idea floats in, pay attention. You know, maybe it's something, maybe it's not, but pay attention, notice it. Pay right? attention. So have some exactly. self-awareness, right? And, yeah, um, and don't just let it float away without somehow capturing it, you know, write it down or pick up your phone and make a voice memo. You know, I just thought of this, boom, done. And um, I mean, I think that these little things that um, we forget to do because we're so focused on how do I create a business plan about a business? I'm not sure what it's (laughs) going to be yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Too busy, being busy. That's right. That's right. Well, I love this, and I love that you're sharing yourself and your story in such a grand and beautiful way and such huge success for you and creating such enormous success for others. I know people are going to want to know more about this, Sandy, so how can they do that? Um, they can jump on over to wildlywealthy.com and, you know, I've got lots of free resources there and guided visualizations and things that will really help people get into that place where they begin to energetically align with the abundance they desire because that's what it's all about. It's, it's not just about the thinking, it's about energetically aligning with it and when you get there, then everything can change. That is beautiful. So I just can't wait to see what your next act is, darling. (laughs) Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. Always getting amazing stuff. So remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.